This is the Balkan Adventures Podcast with David and Tamra. Everyday life and experiences in the Western Balkans. David's just gone off with Tamra to to see where we're going to go next. And I have to say that I am still a bit worried. I've got this feeling, having said to him that I don't like heights, that he's going to try and conquer my fear of heights. But while, there's, while that is happening... Um, I've been introduced to Dirk. Now, Dirk is from Germany. We're going to find out from where in Germany. And he is an expert bolter. And I think what we're about to learn is this is not putting a bolt into a car engine. Maybe it is. We'll find out. Dirk, whereabouts in Germany are you from? Because this is a long way away from, from Germany, isn't it? Yeah, it is a long way, but not so far that I expected before. I need almost eight hours. I live in the center of, of uh, Germany, in Nuremberg. Uh, oh, that Nuremberg. Yeah. Hmm. Right in the middle. It's almost in the middle. Yeah. But it, uh, the streets are really good, and the border. With, I had no problems with the borders. At the moment, uh, the, um, the internet say there, there are many uh, problems on the borders in um, Bulgaria and Hungary, and in Austria. But I had no problems this week, and it drove directly to Boston has to go now. I've never been here. And I drove all the night, and when I wake up, it was nice weather, and people are friendly here. I was about to say, what, what's your first impressions of Bosnia? I mean, it, it is completely different from Germany, isn't it? Yeah, the first ex- expression was like many years before in, in Macedonia. You have to stop on the border, and you have to pack out all things of your car, because you're outside of the European Union, and... The police is not so friendly. I don't know why, but after this, I had no problems with the people. Here, you've joined the team. Um, David said that you found about this and you said, yeah, I want to come. Uh, and I thought, that's amazing, somebody from Germany. And then he said, and Dirk has been running a small course in bolting. Now, It was when, when I saw this on the internet, Dirk, it said drilling and bolting, and I just thought, is this woodwork or what? But it isn't. So, what is bolting, and how difficult is bolting? What is bolting? Yeah, if you want to climb somewhere in the world, you need bolts. Um, most of the time, you need bolts. Sometimes you can climb without bolts, but to to improve the tourism here, you have to set some routes from climbing routes with bolts that everybody can climb here also the the people from here they start to climb they need easy routes and also they need bolts to save your life and I travel around since 15 years in the world and I set up routes in all countries in the world this has got to be difficult because I can understand it now there's bolts in in the rock face and I can climb up using them but the guy that goes there first doesn't have any bolts. So how difficult is it? Yeah, you can do it in two different ways. The, the, the easier way is to go on top on the mountain, rappel down, set the bolts, and then you can climb. And you don't have problems with the, with the fear because there are bolts and you're safe. The other way is to start from the ground, to fix you somewhere in the rock through a a bolt with with a machine, drilling machine, 
and then you are safe. Then you climb another five meters without safety, and then you find a place where you can stay safe or you can hook up on a small piece of rock and then you can drill a good bolt. What's your so, preferred way? Rappelling down or climbing from the bottom? I, I do it. Uh, I do both ways. But if I um, uh, try to bolt a, a sports climbing area with a normal height of 30 meters, it's easier to, to go down because it's much faster and you can set as many bolts as you want and it's easier to, to uh, uh, develop an area, it's faster. You're carrying, a, you're carrying a drill while you're doing this and you must need a big drill, you must need a pretty industrial type drill to, 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 to create the holes to place the bolts in. That's got to be awkward, isn't it? Yeah, a normal sport climber has, has a, a gear, the weight of the gear is probably 10 kilos, but if you're the first on the wall, no balls, nothing, you have to carry 40 or 50, 50 kilos. You have a very long static ropes, drilling machines, and the, and the, the bolts weight a tons. tons. <laughs> You've been setting lines here, routes here, in, in, in the canyon here uh, on the river Verbas. And you've said that you've been doing this for 15 years. You've been to, to other countries um, in the world. Um, how does it compare the routes that you've been laying here in Bosnia-Herzegovina to, to elsewhere? Uh, um, here you have uh, pure nature. Almost nobody was here for climbing and the rockets um, virgin. And the rock is really uh, impressive. The lines are looking really good, but nobody was here. And normally in all the European countries, such a big face, it's drilled. There are a lot of roots and here's nothing. So this is a virgin climbing space. Yeah. That's got to be pretty unique in the world, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah in, uh, in Central Europe, it's very unique the size of uh, virgin rock. You said before you'd never really heard about this and then you found out about it and you came. Do you think that when you go back to Germany and you tell people, you know, your colleagues, um, your wider um, climbing circle, they'll say, Deck, what was it like? What was it like? What was it like? Do you think there's going to be more Germans coming here in the future now? Yeah, it could be. Two years ago I was in Macedonia to set up new routes and also in bouldering areas, smaller blocks without bolts, but and the last 10 years this area in Macedonia it's it's developed really well and there come people from all over the world so that means the the restaurants get uh, new guys from from outside and there's a, there's a develop, development in this area so that you can make a campground somebody they live there they can earn some money from this foreign uh, people and here it's also uh, possible. I was thinking just now, you know, I was looking round. If mm. this takes off, this family mm. who has got nothing could be quite wealthy in about 10 years, couldn't they? It could be really nice if, if there are 10 people every week and they stay here. It could be, that, um, I don't know, the, the right word. It could be a good business. Yeah, yeah it could be a good business. Finally, Dirk, you, you've been around the world. Um, what has been the most challenging route that you've ever had to create? Oh, hmm. 
I I think I, I said almost thousand routes all over the world, so it's hard to, to pick just one. But what would you say would be the <laughs> what's the one you're most proud of? I was proud of the the most impressive line that I set up was in Madagascar. It was four years ago. We drove a little cheap uh, somewhere in the in the country, and I don't know where I am. But I was there was a work. It was 400 meters high, and nobody was there. And then we start from the ground and need six weeks to to reach the top and uh, set the route and. So it was an impressive landscape and there was no electricity, no water, nothing. And that's good adventure. You know, you have a life that some people just dream about, don't you? I think so, but uh, everyone has to show, to show the way what you do. You know, I want to be outside and you don't uh, earn so much money if you travel, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> So sometimes you have to work, but you work for the living that you dream from. To find out more about us and where we live, why not check out our blog at anenglishmaninthebalkans.com. See you next time.